Lecture topic: Imani survival. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadhi aladhi nastafa. Amma baadu faaruz billahi min al-shaytan al-rajim. Bismillahi al-Rahman al-Rahim. قل يا عبادي الذين اسرفوا على انفسهم لا تقنطوا من رحمه الله ان الله يغفر الذنوب جميعا انه هو الغفور الرحيم وانيبوا الى ربكم واسلموا له من قبل من قبل ان ياتيكم العذاب بغته وهم لا وانتم لا تشعرون صدق الله العظيم من ايات القران الشريف Allah Ta'ala has given us tremendous hope and this mu'min never ever loses hope. There are many ayat which are filled with warning at the same time. The ayat that Allah Ta'ala has revealed with warning is meant to give us a wake-up call is meant to jolt us from our slumber is meant to bring us onto action is meant to take us out of that heedlessness and at the same time allah taala has saved us from despondency that a person should take heed of the warnings but not that he should become despondent at the same time he should take heed of the warnings and get into action he should take heed of the warnings and latch on to the hope by means of amal by means of action the sahaba ikram if you look into their lives they were of the caliber and the type of people that they were they were at the height of action and at the same time coupled with very great fear that will this action be accepted in the court of allah or not so the action was very great sayyidina abu bakr siddiq radhiyallahu ta'ala an when he would recite the quran sharif then even the disbelievers would come and throng around many would come very quietly secretly they won't want to be seen by others of their own people so that it doesn't become known that he is also coming secretly but they couldn't hold themselves but to come and listen to his recitation of the quran sharif in which manner he would recite and how this would tremble the hearts of those around him also and he would spend long periods of time in the recitation of the quran sharif in this manner lengthy hours of the night and this is just one part of his ma'mul and his routine of the day and night excessive tilawat of the quran sharif the whole day was in the khidmat of deen in the helping of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and his whole life was just soaked in this but yet at the same time those very famous statements about him I wish I was merely the hair on the body of a mu'min. So mu'min, because inshallah a good mu'min, so he will go to Jannah. So being the hair on his body, I will also go to Jannah. But I will be saved from all the other issues. I'll just be a hair on the body of a mu'min. I wish I was a blade of grass that was just eaten up by some animal and digested. Now these statements were in a moment of ghalba e khawf. when that fear of allah taala was bubbling fear in which sense would allah taala accept me would allah taala accept my deed what i have done will it be accepted in the court of allah taala this is exactly what allah taala has mentioned in the quran sharif about the sahaba ikram 
وَقُلُوبُهُمْ وَجِلَةٌ Their hearts still were trembling أَنَّهُمْ إِلَىٰ رَبِّهِمْ رَاجِعُونَ That they are going to be returning to their Rabb When they return, what's going to be the outcome? Because while the person is still writing the paper and he is giving his own marks and saying that well I got an A and I passed with distinction what worth is that he is giving his own marks? He will have to wait for the examiner to examine it to put the result and then when the result comes from the examiner that you got a distinction that's the time to celebrate but before time he's giving his own marks one person today studying somewhere wherever so discussing his exams and now he has to do some repeat and so on he says but I was so sure that I had passed this one the ones that I was worried about that I failed that one I passed and this particular paper and this particular subject I was so sure that I passed but this I failed in now that's an ibrat sometimes a person is so sure he passed but when the result comes out is something else sometimes in dunya we are so sure we already passed in the akhirat we have to wait for the akhirat to come we can't give our own results we don't know what's the tomorrow that what it holds for us and we haven't seen our end what is our end? the Salaf they would be extremely concerned they would be very very worried what will be my end their greatest concern was Husnul Khatima Ya Allah my end should be on Iman now there are people with Iman like mountains but their concern was my end must come on Iman because that's no joke that's no minor thing Allah forbid what can become the obstacle at that time and what a person can then sometimes just utter and what he can do and how things can just turn out Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us and protect every single person but this is that fear that they had, why? that fear stemmed out of Iman that fear stemmed out of their connection with Allah Ta'ala they don't, don't want to get any now on the one side this was the way of the Sahaba Ikram that they were at the height of action and deeds and righteousness and at the same time their fear was that high also and our situation unfortunately we are way down with action also and likewise way down with a concern like everything is done now one is in general situations when everything is apparently very very stable and comfortable and everything is going very smoothly Though there are always some challenges or the other, but generally, sometimes, many times, Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with many, many times of that nature. MashaAllah, for days and weeks and maybe months on end, and sometimes years, we never had any major disruption of any sort, any major challenge of anything. So small little issues here and there carries on, but nothing of any major sort. Let alone, one is those times. Even in such times, a person is required to be very, very concerned. Because that must not itself become the deception. That a person gets deceived by the good times. Allah says, we tested them with both, with good times, and we tested them with trying times as well. And the purpose of these tests was, so that they make make rujoo ila Allah, they may turn to Allah Ta'ala may revert to Allah Ta'ala so this dunya is dunya, dunya has all kinds of challenges, dunya is now one is in those situations which are currently calm and stable and everything is comfortable and things are going smoothly even then a person should be striving to increase his amal striving to improve his amal and also inculcating and generating that concern and fear what has been thought is on the one side that fear must not come to such a point that there is despondency but while 
apparently life is still carrying on, that fear must be greater than the hope. Hope must also be there, and the fear must also be there, but the fear must be a little bit more than the hope. And when a person sees the last moments of life coming, then it should turn the other way around. Then his hope in Allah Ta'ala must be much, much more higher. But while things are carrying on, and as mentioned in such favorable conditions also, that fear should be there, and we should be still striving to increase our amal, what about the conditions that have become trying and testing? And conditions where Allah is manifesting His Qudrat. And situations which should be jolting a person out of a slumber. Now in such conditions also, if that same heedlessness carries on, same lack of concern, same the person is worried about just the same things. And at the most worried just little bit more. Worried about the same things, worried about my dunya, worried about how I can get this done and that done and the other things done. Forget worried about things that should be done. Worried about now how I missed out on my holiday, what I'm going to do about this. And feeling very grieved and sad about I couldn't go to where I wanted to go. And I couldn't do what I wanted to do. And I didn't have that opportunity to go and float around and roam around which I normally would have done. That has become the grief. This is indeed something to be very very grieved about. That if this is the only thing that a person now is concerned about in these kind of halad, that I lost out on a holiday and I, okay, next night already planning that, okay, well, maybe by the time the next holiday comes, all this will settle. So then I will now maybe make up for this. La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. This is a time to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when even in very stable and favorable conditions that ruju ilallah should always be there. But when the time is a time that is testing, time, the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala says, وَلَقَدْ أَخَذْنَاهُمْ بِالْبَأْسَاءِ وَالضَّرَّاءِ لَأَلَّهُمْ يَتَضَرَّعُونَ That we brought about the various testing conditions upon them. Allah Ta'ala says all this came because this was meant to achieve a end result it was meant to bring a person towards humbly turning to Allah Ta'ala in all sincerity and begging Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness begging Allah Ta'ala's mercy and kindness begging Allah Ta'ala's help to remove the difficulties and hardship Allah Ta'ala says why did they not turn in this humility to Allah Ta'ala when that azab came why did they turn to Allah Ta'ala why did they turn Unfortunately, the hearts had become very hard. This is a moment of reflection. Whatever the halat around, what has it turned me towards? How much it has turned me? Has it turned me to become more conscious and punctual on my five times salah with jama'ah? Has it become a means of turning me, let alone the five times salah with jama'ah, also making me very conscious of the sunnads and some nawafil as well. I must make all these salah and try to increase some nawafil. Has it made me more conscious of now making excessive istighfar, making more tawbah, doing more righteous actions, increasing the righteous actions. One is that a person, everything is going fine financially for him and then something has suddenly gone, something has been disrupted, everything is no more so smooth, so now you'll find sometimes a person taking a double job, then even his family are all getting onto action, everybody is trying to do something now, because everything is suddenly now on another footing, we need to bring things back onto line, in order to bring big things back onto line, so now they say, no, okay, cancel the holiday too, say, cancel all these extra things, cancel all these luxuries, because all this now must be the effort must be put into and all the things must be put into saving for just the basics and essentials because now things have now gone in a different direction so we can't, now all the other things are, that concern is all just to survive economic survival for economic survival suddenly major adjustments get made and everybody gets into action and there's a support for one another and everybody is concerned what about Imani survival? 
What about survival of the time of moth to leave dunya with iman? What about the time of survival when we are going to be questioned in the grave? What about survival on the day of Qiyamah? Now that is a very very major issue. We all have these worries, every person is concerned. What will happen that now if suddenly the virus gets me, or the virus gets somebody in my family, some near and dear one, if that person passes away, if some other person, somebody who is the, the key man, the key person in the family, the key person in the business, this person is ill now, something is going to happen to him and he passes away, what's going to happen and how things will unfold. Indeed, these are human concerns. We all have these concerns. It's part of insan, part of his nature. It makes him concerned. So those concerns are real, they are there. Allah Ta'ala grant afiyat to one and all. Allah Ta'ala make it easy for everybody. Allah Ta'ala give all those who are sick complete shifa and afiyat. Allah Ta'ala remove these illnesses and viruses from everybody and from the whole mankind and humanity. So while these are human concerns and natural concerns and we should be making dua, we should be doing whatever is in our capacity to do. But the greater concerns, these things are not going to be forever. Nobody is going to be forever and neither these things are going to be forever. We are not going to be here forever. Others are not going to be here forever. And whatever we see around us is not going to be here forever. None of these things are going to be forever. Kullu shay'in halikun illa wajha. Everything is going to perish. Only it will be Allah and Allah alone. So when everything is going to perish one day, then what? And when is that one day for us? We have no idea. That one day for us, we worried about if that person passes away, how things are going to happen. Allah knows best whether he survives us, we've gone before him. And it doesn't mean that we have to be ill for that. How many healthy person is gone? He's walking healthy, fine. In the midst of all these pandemics, person was healthy, just collapsed and passed away. Just recently some messages of this nature came around to Allah Ta'ala grant Jannatul for those to all that have passed away. Allah Ta'ala filled their covers with noor. Their time was fixed, but Allah Ta'ala took them with the honor of shahadat. And Allah Ta'ala made this a means of great position and status for them in the akhirat. This for them is a tremendous honor. That they went on their fixed time, but went in such an honorable manner. This was Allah Ta'ala's special grace. Allah Ta'ala's favor. Ta'unu shahadatun likulli muslim anaw kama qala nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says that the ta'un and a plague is a means of shahadat for a muslim. So in any case, we are concerned about these things. What will happen and what will happen what will happen. What is going to happen? Allah knows. We have no idea. We'll do what we can in our capacity. But we have to be more concerned than this. What will happen to me at the time of death? And what will happen to me at the time of death? Nobody can foresee that. But Nabi Islam gave us a guideline. The kind of life you live is the type of death you will have. What kind of life a person lives? Allah Ta'ala will grant him the kind of death. Many times, many a thing is hidden from others, hidden from us. We don't know what good somebody might have in their life, as a result of which what became the accepted moment. The person made sincere toba, the person made a turnaround, and shortly thereafter Allah took him away, took him in a very honorable way. Now, we didn't know about the toba. We didn't know about his commitment to now move forward in life very, very positively. We only knew about some other things, negatives in his life. But when the turnaround took place between him and Allah Ta'ala in the depth of his heart, in the middle of that night, and what remorse and tears of regret he, in his silent moment, he shed, we have no idea. Now we sometimes wonder that, okay, that person, apparently everything just worked out for him to then. But subhanAllah, what a wonderful way he went. But outwardly his life was something else, so I don't have to worry too. Inshallah, it'll work out for me too. So, there are these kind of incidents also that a person touched a live cable thousands of volt which everybody says you touch it, forget to hold on to it touch it too, you're dead person gets fried in that moment but now the incidents a person held on to it by mistake or whatever, however and he survived the person, well he survived, so I'll survive too I can hold it too so if 
person uses such intelligence, then they will say that this person should have been a rocket scientist. It's obvious that that was a freak thing. So likewise, this was an exception. That a person, because of some good in him, which Allah Ta'ala loved, the tawfiq of Tawbah came in that last moment, or whatever, some commitment he made, some turnaround made, Allah Ta'ala took him, that's Allah Ta'ala's grace. But we can't take the chance. We have to go by the rule. And the rule is the kind of life that a person leads, that is the kind of death that comes. The type of life a person leads, that is the kind of last moments. A person has been striving, making an effort to improve his iman all the time, to keep getting closer to Allah Ta'ala, concerned about his salah, concerned about staying away from sin. In the process sometimes he's making some mistake, he's slipping somewhere, but then he's again very, very remorseful, immediately turns to Allah Ta'ala in Tawbah. The person who is constantly continuing in this way, inshallah his last moments too will come in a way that Allah Ta'ala is pleased with him. But that concern, that fear, Ibn Abi Mulaika rahimahullah was a tabi'i, he says I met 30 sahaba, in some say 70 sahaba, 30 sahaba he says I met, and kulluhum yakhafu ala nafsihi an nifaq. Every one of these 30 sahaba I met, I had opportunity of meeting 30 sahaba, so 30 sahaba in his life he met. So now if this was like, people take surveys, so now they take a survey of a sample, they have a sample, they don't go and knock everybody's door and speak to every single person. They, nowadays the survey is a joke. They say, no, we conducted a survey at 70%. But how many people they spoke to? They spoke to 10 people. And 7 people gave the answer. So 70%. Now one person thinks now, 70% may be out of 20 million people, 70%. But they spoke to 10 people and 7 people gave one answer. So here now, you speak to a sample of people. So this was his sample. 30 people was his sample. But the 30 out of 30, all of them feared, I hope I'm not a munafiq. I hope I don't have nifaq in me. I'm concerned that nifaq must not come into me. So they were at the height of amal. They were at the height of action, at the height of sifat. Their akhlaq was at a peak. They portrayed the best akhlaq, the best muamalat and dealings, the best muasharat and social life. And their ibadat, subhanallah, what can we talk about their ibadat? And with all that, this was their concern and fear. But if we consider ourselves, that despite the halat, despite that every day, which was an un, which is an unprecedented situation, that in one day a person is feeding about ten janazas and sometimes more, just in his surroundings, not all over the world, not all over the province, and not even a very wide area, just in the city and around, 10, 12, 15, 20 sometimes janazas, where did we ever hear something like this? Unprecedented in our surroundings and our areas. If that also didn't jolt us, if that also didn't shake us up, person is still concerned about the holiday he must, and a person is still concerned about, Allah forbid, planning things which are sinful. Hazrat Nu'man bin Bashir radiallahu ta'ala an, Sahabi of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He says that innal halakata kullal halaka. Now the Sahaba ikram, sometimes they, they made a statement of their own accord, meaning they didn't attribute that statement directly to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They didn't say qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They said it as advice from their side. But more often than not, this advice was directly taken from Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, or was gleaned and learned from his Mubarak teachings. It was a summary of what they learned from him. It wasn't something that they just just crossed their mind just like that. It was a summary and a, a, a just bringing everything into one line of so many different lessons. Muhammad bin Bashir radiallahu ta'ala he is giving advice and he is saying, that it is utter and total destruction. Utter and total destruction. That there is a 
crisis, there is a pandemic, there is some other calamity, there is what we call some natural disaster, whatever, and as a result of which there is widespread suffering, widespread destruction. And now in the midst of all that, a person is still involving himself in sin. Innal halakata kullal halaka. Says this is inviting utmost wrath of Allah. Ta'ala. Now scientists will have all their theories and whatever else, and people will say something, and everybody will say something else and whatever. But these are all things for us to reflect upon as well. They call it first wave, and then the second wave. These waves, whatever waves they are, but all these waves are in the control of Allah Ta'ala. Now when that first wave, so-called wave came, so initially it shook people up a little. Generally there was some kind of, well, concern. Just generally that was what it appeared. But then after a while, Ramadan finished, and then everything just suddenly started going back like nothing happened. And Allah forbid, even the sin, places of sin started getting busy again. Now that was still Zamanul Bala. Because still many people were sick. Things were still happening. There was still the pandemic around. And that whole concern just went away, fizzled out. People started getting involved in just that heedlessness again. Now what did that do? We might have some other, everybody will have some other theory. But have we reflected in the light of this theory? In the light of the theory that has come to us from a Sahabi of Rasulullah which is not just a theory, which is reality. Because Allah Ta'ala and His Rasul have given reality. And the Sahaba learned reality from Rasulullah So they conveyed not theory, they conveyed reality. And Naman bin Bashir is saying, Innal halakata kullal halaka. This is utter destruction. In other words, this is inviting Allah Ta'ala's wrath now. That a person, there's a crisis, there's a widespread calamity, there's musiba, there's a pandemic, and a person is still heedless about his salah, it still hasn't spurred him to start performing extra ibadat, to start making sincere tawbah, turning to Allah Ta'ala, making ruju ila Allah, turning to Allah Ta'ala and begging His forgiveness. And turning oneself, turning one's family, making Tawbah from all things, all kinds of sins. Rather what happened? Allah forbid. Again people got stuck onto all kinds of things on their phones, looking at all kinds of filth. And even in the time of that, sometimes it was right at the peak of that so-called first wave. But how many a person says, now you're spending his time on Netflix. Now, the world will have theories, but we have been given realities by Allah and His Rasul And this reality has been conveyed to us by Sahabi in these words. Now look at what the situation, so the only solution, nothing else is a solution to all these halat and conditions these difficulties, the crisis, the pandemic, any other thing can be proffered as a solution, but it cannot solve anything. The only solution is ruju ilallah, turning to Allah Ta'ala. Because all this is in the control of Allah Ta'ala. All these things, and the hearts of everybody, and the minds of everyone, and everyone, whatever their issues might be, whatever their plotting and planning might be, but everybody is in Allah Ta'ala's control. So we have to make inabat and ruju ilallah. This ayat of the Quran Sharif, wherein قُلْ يَا عِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَسْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala on the one side gives us this hope and says don't become despondent. Whatever has happened, but now turn to Allah Ta'ala. قُلْ يَا عِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَسْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ Subhanallah, but what, what love Allah Ta'ala addresses His servants via Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam O Nabi of Allah, you say to them that Allah Ta'ala is saying Ya ibadiyal ladheena asrafu ala anfusim O my servants, my slaves 
that my is purely to show that affection and muhabba. That you are mindful. You have transgressed your souls but you still mind. قُلْ يَا عِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَسْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ لَا تَقْنَتُوا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ Don't become despondent and lose hope in the mercy of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala will forgive you. And then but further Allah Ta'ala says وَأَنِيبُوا إِلَىٰ رَبِّكُمْ وَأَنِيبُوا إِلَىٰ رَبِّكُمْ وَأَسْلِمُوا لَهُ مِنْ قَبْلِ إِيَّ أَتْيَكُمُ الْعَذَابُ ثُمَّ لَا تُنْصَرُونَ Turn to Allah Ta'ala. Now, the first step was, don't lose hope. Don't become despondent. But then what? Just sit and do nothing? And just wish? Just be in wishful thinking? No, well, fine. I mustn't lose hope and don't do anything also. No, no, no. Allah Ta'ala is saying, but you have to do something. Action is required. Don't become despondent, but وَأَنِيبُوا إِلَىٰ رَبِّكُمْ Turn to your Rabb. وَأَسْلِمُوا لَهُ And submit yourself entirely to Him. And then again, but Allah Ta'ala on the one side tells us, don't lose hope. But in the same moment, Allah Ta'ala gives us a warning. Get on to this action. مِنْ قَبْلِ أَيَّأْتِيَكُمُ الْعَذَابِ Before the azab comes, then now you've been given respite once and respite twice and you were given all the reminders and jolted from so many different ways and still took no heed. Now when the azab comes, then you won't be helped. So now this inabat, this turning to Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. What is the means of this inabat? What is the means of this turning to Allah Ta'ala? What is the inabat with the faraiz? Whatever Allah Ta'ala has made compulsory upon us. Allah Ta'ala has made compulsory upon us things in two different perspectives and two different aspects. One is the aspects of the do's. There are compulsory aspects in the do's. So now that is the first inabat. To do what is compulsory upon us. Our five times daily salah. If zakat is due, that has to be fulfilled month of Ramadan will come to fast Hajj is first upon a person to make the preparations for Hajj and then together with that the wajib etc all the do's that are necessary upon us and then the other side is the inabat on the first level of the don'ts it is first to stay away from sin like it is first to perform salah it is first to refrain from gambling. Because gambling is haram. So it is first to refrain from it. Like it is first to give zakat, it is first and compulsory to refrain from zina. It is first to perform hajj upon a person who has that means. So likewise it is first to stay away from all the other major sins Allah Ta'ala has declared haram. Faraz, to refrain from all this. Now that's the first level of inabat. Anibu ila rabbikum. So now what it requires is a person should make that sincere toba from all the sins. Turn to Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala. Inner sins, outer sins, wadaru zahir al-ismi wa batina. Allah Ta'ala says, forsake the zahir al-ism, the external sins. Forsake the internal sins. Sins of the heart. Internal sins, the jealousy, the malice, ego, the love of dunya. Love of dunya meaning what Allah Ta'ala has made haram, a person still has no concern, just falls into anything. But Allah Ta'ala has made halal and Allah Ta'ala gave him in a halal manner is a ni'mat. Make shukar upon it and use it how Allah Ta'ala is pleased with it. So now to make sincere tawbah from all the sins and vices. Inner sins, external sins, the inner sins like we discussed, the pride, the malice, the arrogance, and the external sins, whether it refers to all the things that we regard as very, very major, whether sometimes things that we take for granted, so many things that just get taken for granted, somebody becomes his, just his habit, or part of his system that now a person just talks vulgarities. Make toba from that. Person just uses his eyes carelessly, just misuses his eyes. And now because it's become such a ongoing thing, he just taken for granted. 
And I didn't commit any zina, so this is that too gets becomes on the level of a major sin with that persistence. How to make Toba from this? Person is caught up on some vice on that phone or some other device, whatever it might be. And because now this is an ongoing story, so just like, well, this is a small thing. This is what Shaitan does that first gets the person involved in one thing and then gets him more involved in it to the point where Shaitan then makes that the severity of that sin come out of his heart. And then he does it without any concern, heedlessly, just carries on like nothing happened. So that toba from all this, and then a firm commitment to come on to Amal. Our Salah, five times Salah, with Jama'ah in the Masjid. Allah's Fazal, Alhamdulillah, the house of Allah Ta'ala is open to us. This is Allah Ta'ala's Ni'mat. We should be making a lot of shukr for it. Shukr verbally also. Shukr practically by keeping the Masjid Abad. And Allah forbid that we don't make this shukar, verbal shukar and this practical shukar that we get deprived of this ni'mat from Allah Ta'ala Sahib. So, to keep the Masjid Abad, this is whatever necessary things have to be done to ensure that there is no problem with anybody, authorities, that will be done. But the Masjid must say Abad. I can salah with Jama'ah in the Masjid. And further inabat after the faraiz and wajibat and sunnat and muakkada, now to start increasing our amal in terms of some nawafil, tilawat of the Quran Sharif, tasbihat, zikr, lot of dua, very very humbly beseeching Allah Ta'ala, with great amount of humility. That's all that required as part of this inabat. And further inabat with sadaqah. In the Hadith Sharif, Rasulullah has strongly emphasized giving much sadaqah, charity. One Hadith it is mentioned, be hasty in giving sadaqah, because calamities cannot overtake it. Making inabat towards Allah Ta'ala by improving our yaqeen and tawakkul in Allah Ta'ala. Increasing our trust in Allah Ta'ala. Increasing our trust and yaqeen, whatever happens, it only happens with Allah Ta'ala's will. So therefore, a person will not compromise in that which Allah Ta'ala wants us to do. That's the demand of that yaqeen and tawakkul in Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala wants us to perform our salah with jama'ah, we perform it with jama'ah. How we are supposed to perform it? In the correct manner. Allah Ta'ala wants us to take care of those who are sick, because that's what we've been taught by Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Udul Mareed. Visit the sick person, so that if there is some need for him, besides giving him hope, that too is a need. He has that need, that somebody must come give him hope and boost his spirits. Give him some encouragement, that is his need. If somebody is, now has a certain policy that please I am not allowing visitors, they respect it. But wherever that opportunity is there, we visit the sick. And we do what we can to help them. Not a time to abandon everybody who is sick. No, no, that tawakkul in Allah, that's part of that inabad. That the trust in Allah. That if somebody is in need, he needs their help, we'll help him. Take what precautions we need to take. But we won't run backwards, we'll go forwards. With full yaqeen. Allah helps that servant of his, who is in the assistance of his fellow human being. He is helping others, Allah will help him. Allah will protect him. Man nafasa an mu'minin kurbatan min kurabi dunya, nafasa Allahu anhu kurbatan min kurabi yawmil qiyamah. The person who removes the difficulty of dunya from somebody, Allah Ta'ala will remove a difficulty of akhirat from him. What can we imagine? What it is to be saved from the difficulty of akhirat? It's beyond our imagination. What a ni'mat that is. And how is it going to be achieved? By removing difficulties of people in dunya. Whatever we can, how much we can. For Allah Ta'ala's pleasure alone. So that is part of this inabad. Inabad by means of sadaqah. Inabad by helping those who are in need of that help. 
whichever way we can. Somebody is in need of some financial help, we can spare something. Whatever little we can spare, we'll spare. Somebody is in need of some physical assistance, we'll do what we can. Likewise, somebody has passed away, it is our obligation to do what is necessary for the person. So it's not a time to move backwards, it's a time to move forwards with that tawakkul and yaqeen in Allah wa ta'ala. This is what Allah Ta'ala wants from me, that I should be at the fulfilling this requirement to take care of the last rights of my fellow Muslim. This is what Rasulullah Sallallahu is taught. The person attends the Janazah Salah, he gets a reward of one Qirat. The Sahaba asked, what is one Qirat? He says, the equivalent of Mount Uhud. And he then attends the burial, he gets a reward of a second Qirat. The person gives ghusl to the deceased, Allah Ta'ala will wash out all his sins. This is the time to earn. This is the time to reap the rewards. So this is all part of this inabad. Turning to Allah Ta'ala with all these amal and so much more. So this is the time to... All these are signs to jolt us out of this heedlessness, this ghaflat, to jolt us out of all the other issues. Allah forbid that it's just some vices especially, to jolt us out of those vices, to jolt us out of that sin and bring us onto sincere tawbah and to bring us onto amal, especially no compromise in our faraiz, no compromise in our wajibat, sunnat and and increasing all the other amal as well. Staying away from haram, making tawbah from every sin. This is the need of the moment. We have to come on to this and advise our families, our friends, one and all, to bring us all onto this path of ruju ila Allah, this path of inabat and turning to Allah tabarak wa ta'ala. May Allah tabarak wa ta'ala first and foremost grant me the topic of this. Allah ta'ala bless all of us as well. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alam. تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا ربي صلي وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جز الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهل
ഫിറുവർഹം <laughs> forgive the entire ummah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ilahu alalabihi hadza make us among your obedient servants ya allah make us among your true servants ya allah make us among the true ummatis of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ilahu alalabihi hadza grant us in the entire ummah the tawfiq of those amal that bring down your rahmat ya allah save us in the entire ummah from such amal that bring down azab ya allah and remove all the azab from us ya allah remove the viruses and the illnesses ya allah ilahu alalamin remove it from the entire humanity ya allah ilahu alalamin grant afiyat to one and all ya allah and all those that seek give them shifa kamila ajila mustamira daima and remove every trace of their ailments ya allah ilahu alalamin ya allah all those who have passed away make them complete maghfirat ya allah fill their qabrs with noor ya allah raise their stages in the akhirah ya allah ilahu alalamin ya allah the time of 
الحمد <تصفيق> لله